Hello, Two Principles podcast listeners. We are so grateful for all the support and appreciate you checking in with us wherever you listen to your podcast. We would love for you to follow, subscribe, and rate, review our podcast. You can also follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok, at Two Principles. Check us out on the web at twoprinciples.com. We are grateful for our Two Principles podcast partner, HealthWise Behavioral Health and Wellness. As a team of experienced licensed psychologists, clinical therapists, medical professionals, and mind-body practitioners, HealthWise offers a wide range of mental health services for individuals of all ages. HealthWise is grounded in a philosophy that considers the whole person. Welcome to the Two Principles Podcast. You've just tuned in to the ultimate destination for all things life and leadership for principals, leaders, and educators. That's right. And we're diving deep into the important stuff, the ups and downs of mental health, the secrets to managing stress effectively, figuring out that elusive work-life balance, and mastering the art of being an effective leader. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embark on an incredible journey with us as we explore the fascinating world of life and leadership as a principal, leader, and educator. We'll be your tour guides, mentors, coaches, and sometimes even jokers on this roller coaster ride we call life. So whether you're a principal, leader, a busy parent, educator, or someone on a mission to simply make a positive impact in the world, this podcast is for you. We promise you're going to leave each episode feeling empowered, inspired, and ready to take on the world. Get ready to take charge of your life, build your leadership skills, and make your mental and physical health a priority. The Two Principles Podcast, life and leadership talk inside and out. A better you makes for a better today. It starts with you. All right, Kevin Jost over there. Yep. How you doing today, pal? I'm great. It's Tuesday. It it's great. Is, day of the week. Yeah, we're gonna we're recording on a Tuesday. I don't we remember are. the last time we recorded on a Tuesday, huh? I don't think we have them. Busy schedule. Feeling a little pressure. Well, plus you moved me in the studio here, so I'm in a different spot. So mm-hmm. totally, I'm not throws, sitting throws in my game. On. It is. I'm. I'm more. What's that word called? I like to be. Uh, uh, centered, centered, and I like to be. You know, you just you don't like to. I don't like to have things moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, we're a little discombobulated. Discombobulated, but you know what? I'm gonna make it work today. We are here at the beautiful Healthwise Yoga and Wellness Studio. We are recording the Two Principles podcast. Yes, it has been a uh, busy, busy week already, pal. Uh, you know, in the principalship. All those principals out there, all those educators that are familiar with homecoming. You know, some of the some of the uh, the the folks in schools have already celebrated homecoming. Some of them are celebrating it right now, and some of them will be celebrating it here in the next couple of weeks. So, homecoming. What when I say homecoming, Kevin? What do you think of? Um, just a lot of energy, a lot yeah. of energy, just a lot of lack of focus. Um, kids are just, ugh, they're just, <laughs> they're just all over the place. They're you know, they're all caught up in the dress theme, yeah, you know, the theme the for the week, stuff, the right? fun stuff, and, and, you know, the pep fest, and the game, obviously, and then the dance, and, and uh, yeah. It's, it's a fun time, but fun it, time. what it does is it wears the heck out of an it educator, does. huh? It does. But you know what? It's fun. So all those that are celebrating homecoming, I uh, wish you all the best out there. So Kevin, are you ready to go? I am ready. Let's go raise that frequency. Let's go spread some good out into that podcast universe. It's that time. Hello and welcome to today's show. Episode 2P41, Kevin. Mm -hmm. 41, that's right. As always, super excited to be here today in the beautiful HealthWise Yoga and Wellness Studio with friend and co-host Kevin. I'm Jason Paris. I'm Kevin Jost. And we are the two principals. If this is your first time tuning into the 2P pod, we appreciate you checking us out. Thanks for tuning in today as we continue on this journey towards a healthier and happier you, one step at a time, one conversation at a time. 
Yes, sir. Hey, Kev, I got a song for today's show. Perfect. And you know the best part about this is last week I had to sit there and wait until the topic. I'm going to let you sweat this one too a little bit. But this song, I was I was thinking about this song, and it, it came on the other day, and I'm like, yeah, you know what? This is a great song. So are you ready? I'm going to play this for you. See if you can pick out who this is. Oh, that's a great one. Little Michael Jackson. Yeah. What's the what's the title of this? Change, right? Is it change? No, Man, Man in, in the, the mirror. mirror. Man in the mirror. Man That's in right. the mirror. And you know what? I was digging around. Was released as a single in January of nineteen eighty eight. From really? the critically acclaimed album Bad. Remember the album Bad? Eighty eight, really? Yeah. I would have thought this would have been in the nineties. No, this was eighty eight. Um yeah, he performed Man in the Mirror during his Bad World Tour from, uh, what was it, 87 to 89, making it a staple in his live performances. The other thing, obviously, this became, um, reached the top position on the Billboard hit Top 100 Charts in the United States, becoming Jackson's fourth consecutive number one single from the Bad album. Can you believe that? Four consecutive? Hold on. Number- this is such a good part. He was, he was really good. He was. He was fantastic. And um, where did I see something here? I was digging around. The song's lyrics promote introspection, self-improvement, and taking responsibility for making positive changes in the world, right? Yeah. Michael Jackson described it as one of his favorite songs he, have, he has ever recorded. Huh. Love it. It's got goosebumps. I know. So here we go. Man in the Mirror. It's a good one. Yep. I'm, so I'm guessing this has got to have something to do with, with the title. Well, it could be. I don't the know title. yet. I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Hey, uh, mailbag time, my friend. Yep. Hey, first of all, those of you that are uh, reaching out to us, we so much appreciate it. Uh, you can find us, the number two principles podcast at gmail.com. Send us, uh, we love hearing from our, our guests, love hearing from uh, people out there listening. But this, this question came in, Kevin. And I'm going to ask you this question because it was on our um, it was on the topic that we talked about last week, mm-hmm. resilience, mm-hmm. and uh, that we had a great you and I had a great discussion about resilience and resiliency and how to build that. But mm-hmm. here's a question that came in: What are some strategies that you use to build and maintain resilience in challenging situations? That I personally yeah, use. yeah that you personally use. I know we talked about that in the. Um, I would say one of my one of my go tos is um, getting feedback from my my colleagues. Mm. So mm-hmm. collaborating with you know in my situation with my admin team and bouncing situations off of others because here's the deal: when you're talking about challenging situations, you most of the time. You're talking about potentially heightened emotions. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is with emotions is, man, it has a tendency to maybe get in the way of the way that you think about things and you process things. So if you can kind of walk through a scenario with someone who wasn't involved with it, you're going to get a different perspective mm-hmm. because the emotional piece wasn't wasn't in it for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So they might come out with an entirely different approach than you did because you were smack dab in the middle of this emotional challenging event. Um, so I think that's one strategy that I, I feel like I use a lot. And I feel like yeah. all, I think our team uses a lot is we, we constantly are working with each other and, and sharing things and, and getting feedback. I know last week I talked a lot about uh, stuff you could do like to be proactive, mm-hmm. right. With like taking care of your mind, body and spirit. So if you're doing that, so when you come in those challenging situations, you're going to be better able to adapt, better able to bounce back, better able to, to get through those things. So yeah, I thought that was a great question. So again, appreciate the folks that mm-hmm. are setting those in. Hey, the one thing I'm really loving is the community that we're building with the two principles, life and leadership newsletter. Yeah. I really uh, love folks that are subscribing to our two principles newsletter, we're growing our community. It continues yep. to grow. So, again, how can people uh, check us out uh, through that newsletter? There, yeah, KJ? get on get on that website like you mentioned, uh, twoprinciples.com. 
And right there at the bottom of the homepage, you will see a sign up. Uh, put your first name, last name, and your email. You will get a email confirmation. Um, and you just click on a button that says confirm and you're good to go. And you'll get that newsletter every, uh, every Sunday. Yeah. This week yeah. we, this week was out there where it, uh, was on, res- uh, well, this past week was resilience. The one that's, Correct. uh, coming up here that will be going on when this is live is, uh, has to do with, I can't even say it cause it's going to give the topic away. So yeah. I'm not even going to say it, but anyway, a lot of great stuff out there. There's topics, there's challenges, uh, it's a quick read, uh, and it, it, again, it's all about helping leaders, principals, and educators become the best versions of themselves. Take what you want from it. Um, it's helped both Kevin and I, and, and when we put those together, we're just always looking at different ways we can uh, become better at what we do. Hey, as we wrap up September here, Kevin, yeah. it's National Suicide Prevention Month. It is. So why don't you share with the listeners some of the things that, you know, maybe we can do and how we can, you know, our big message here when we talk about the Two Principles podcast has been about mental health, right? That's one of our big pillars. And so how can we continually uh, spread the word about talking about this, awareness and all that other stuff? Yeah, I think think awareness is the key, right? I mean, it's just, um, you know, talking about, you know, suicide is the the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. you know, some quick little stats. In 2019, there were uh, almost 45,000 reported suicide deaths in the country. Uh, it's been on the rise over the last, you know, couple of decades, 33% increase uh, from 1999 to 2019. And, and I think, you know, this isn't even talking about the stats over the last few years mm-hmm. with the pandemic. Right. I was going to say, yeah. Um, you know, so just being aware that that uh, it, it is a, is a real issue and um you know probably certain segments of the population it's probably more of an issue you know i know we've had uh, a guest on the past from the uh, military mm-hmm. and you know we know that that's prevalent and and certainly an issue that uh, needs to be addressed but yeah just, and then just knowing that there's resources out there you know the national suicide prevention um hotline mm-hmm the nine eight eight. Yep, it's it's uh um you know just a net network of local crisis centers, and we'll we'll put that in the show notes, or maybe even throw it out on a um, newsletter. Yeah, and I so, would say if you're struggling, if you're mm-hmm. having a, a a tough time, just say just you're not alone. Call. Yeah, no. you're not alone. Absolutely. Uh, there's people here that will that can help. Um, you know, we we all go through challenging times. We all go through difficult times, but just know that there's someone there that will listen, that can help. Um, and, you know, I, I like this hashtag, be the one to. Hmm. Be the one to. Could be be the one to be there. Sure. Keep them safe. Keep them connected. Follow up. Learn more. I would say the more we can talk about this, the more we can have conversations about this and understand that your mental health and all that other stuff is part of who you are, but we need to really support one another. And I think as we wrap up the month here in September, I would say mental health will always be something that we'll, we'll talk about. And that will be one of our main focuses on our show. But, yeah, just be there for people and help people out. But just know that this month is uh, National Suicide Prevention Month. And, yeah, thanks for sharing that. Perfect. Hey, um, I'm going to switch into the random question of yep. today's Hit show. Me. Hit me. <laughs> No, you thought last one was this one no, was just even a better. Weird one. Would you rather have fingers as long as hot dogs or toes as short as cocktail sausages? Oh my god, <laughs> what is wrong with you? I know. Um, what is wrong? There's a lot wrong with me, pal. Fingers as long as hot dogs or toes as short. <laughs> I'm gonna. Okay, so if I so if I said it the other way, can I have toes as long as hot dogs? No, you got to pick this one. You have to have fingers as hot dogs, or you got to have toes as short as cocktail sausages. So if I pick the if I pick the hot dogs for fingers, do I have normal sized toes? Yes, you have regular sized toes. Yes. Um. Oh my gosh, I, I think I'd have to go with the. <laughs> this is no good answer. I think I'd have to go with the hot dog. Fingers, I guess, because I'm worried if I had cocktail <laughs> sausage toes, I wouldn't be able to run. You'd be right. able to run, yeah. I thought of you when I, you know. <laughs> and then if you had, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, a, yeah, you you have a, to deal with. Hey, the, this is just a dumb question. <laughs> I go with the hot dog. To, the fingers. You go with the hot I dog guess. fingers. Yeah. You can't think, eat them. You, I, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Get uh, some ketchup, mustard. I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, I go with that. How about you? Yeah, I I think I would do the the hot dogs as long as fingers too. Although I don't know, those are more visible too if you think about it because your yeah, feet. Yeah, but you know what else you'd be but able to your do? Your feet. You'd, you'd be able to reach scratch, a scr- yeah, uh, an inch in the middle back, of your back. Yeah. There's uh, always that one spot you can't quite get. But you know, yeah, I don't know. That's a good. That's just a random question there. So you'd have I'm a hard time petting your dog though. You would. Your dog would just eat your but fingers. your fingers would be. I mean. You'd get those things stuck everywhere, so I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the topic. <laughs> Why right. we're here. We this got? is a big one today. It is a a leadership style, and okay. it's a leadership style that uh, I want to ask you some questions about, okay. and it has to do with the leadership style of being a servant leader. Oh, so servant okay. leadership, okay? okay? So when I'm thinking about servant leadership, I'm wondering are there dangers of embracing servant leadership as a school administrator? Okay. Okay. And then is servant leadership the new mirage or is it the future for principals? Right. So when you're thinking about this, is this empowering or is this undermining school principals? Mm. So just as I'm throwing out servant leadership, what's coming to your mind when I'm, when you're talking about, uh, servant leadership as a principal. So for me, when I think about that that term, servant leadership, and it, and I certainly, you know, subscribe to that philosophy. I feel like I mean that's that's I can remember going through you know my education classes and my admin classes, and and that was definitely a thing, right? I mean that was that was talked about, that was thrown out there, that was almost impressed upon us. You need to be a servant leader. So when I think about that term, there's another term that that is associated with that, you know, service over self. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you're going to force me to really reflect on this. I mean, I, I got, want I mean, you to. I want because yeah. this is where this is one that I want to have these. I want to have this mm-hmm. conversation and use service over self. Yeah. So, I mean, in this role. You obviously have to be serving others. I mean, that's, yeah, that's right. What we I do, mean, right? that's what we do. Every, yeah. You know, people come to us for support. They come to us for, you know, seeking guidance, um, uh, requesting things. They want permission. They want, <laughs> they want, you know, all sorts of things. So you can't do this job without serving others. But I think what you're leading into is at what point does it become a hindrance? And I guess I, I guess I haven't thought about it too much other than, other than I know we need to take care of ourselves just, yeah, uh, you know, holistically we need to take care of ourselves in all areas. Um, what about this? A good question. When you think about like, uh, we talk a lot about burnout, right? And, and let's yeah. just stay with the educational field here. Sure. Or I don't even, maybe even just leaders in general, but when you're thinking about principals, you're thinking of teachers, you're thinking about burnout. When I think of servant leadership, I just think that is who we are and what we do. Mm-hmm. My fear is that we're, we're throwing this term on already on people who want to already go out and do good and, and show yeah. compassion and show empathy towards others. And are we frying them out? Are we burning mm-hmm. them out with this? I immediately go to this idea of kind of this, the, the old guard, the old way of thinking of, um, you know, staying at the office till six, seven o'clock at night. It's almost like a badge of honor. Like, like, oh man, I put in 12 hours yesterday. Like, so is there a mindset of that is associated or there's a correlation between the concept of, servant leadership, service over self, and burnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a valid question. Um, I mean, you've been in the game a lot longer than I have. Mm-hmm. What have you seen? Or well, I mean, well, I, I would. Here's what. Here's a, so this one always. You know, you go into like uh, uh, an interview. Someone's asking you, "What's your leadership style?" Right, and. A lot of times you're going to hear, well, I'm a servant leader. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm always like, okay, tell me what, what does servant leader mean to you? Because I think it means something different to everybody. And as I've gotten older, 
I believe that in our role in, in education, we are in that just by what we do. We're, we're, we're right. like you said, we're continually serving, we're continually doing that. But where I, where I feel like we need to do a better job of is if we're not going to fill up ourselves first, if we're not going to take care of ourselves, and we're not going to ser- so called serve yourself and get yourself, you know, take, mm-hmm. taking care of yourself, how in the hell are you going to be able to go out and go? do that, right? Because you still, you still got a family. You still might have, you might have kids, you might have other things, hobbies, things you enjoy. But if you are just giving everything you have to everybody else and you're mm-hmm. not taking care of yourself, I, that's where I, that's where I, that's where I don't, I, do I believe that um, being a servant leader can be part of your leadership style? Yes. But I would just say that could be a part if it's everything that you're doing all the time, you're going to lose yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's my, this is me talking right now. I sure. don't know. There might be other people that are listening. I'm like, I don't, I'm not buying that, Jason. And that's fine. That's why I want to have these conversations because where I'm looking at it from, I'm looking at it from a burnout stage. I'm getting really concerned about the field of education. I'm getting concerned about principals. I'm getting concerned about teachers and paraprofessionals, assistants, all the folks, cooks, cooks, custodians, all the people in education. I'm getting concerned that they're frying out. They're giving everything, right? They're tired. So what would you classify your leadership style as? Well, there's, there's other, I mean, there's all, there's, I think there's all sorts of, you could be a servant leader, right? You could have part of it. You could be a collaborative Mm -hmm. leader, right? But I also think I don't, as I've gotten older too, first of all, you have to find out who you are as a leader, right? But I don't believe there's one leadership style that is going to be, this is the way it's going to be, Right. You know, there's the lead by example, right? Mm-hmm. You could be a lead by example person. I don't, I think there, I don't think there's one set in stone that, hey, this is who I. I think you, I think you have to pick certain parts of it, and during your job and during the maybe the course of the year, you're doing certain things because at at the end of the day, sometimes you need to be uh, have some of that authoritarian. Uh, leadership, right. right? Where you're going to have to make decisions, and you're and people aren't going to like the decisions you're making. And uh, maybe you've taken, um, you know, you've that collaborative approach. You've listened to, you know, uh, the folks that you work with, and then you, you know, make a decision. Maybe it's leading by example. There's, there's all sorts of ones. But what I'm going to throw this back on you now because here I am yeah. talking about servant leadership and just leadership in general. What do you think? What do you think about just? The different types of leadership, uh, is there a correlation between burnout and maybe servant leadership? So it's funny because I was, as you're talking, I was, I was I, you know, we've got our laptops here and I was looking for a document because, so I have, I don't know if you ever noticed this, Jason, but in my office, I have a um, piece of paper. You probably haven't seen it. It's still left. It's kind of in an obscure spot. It's just a, a piece of paper that I typed up that is, um, it's got a couple of different things. It's, it's a little paragraph kind of talking about my philosophy in leadership. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So very much tied to leadership style. And it was a, it was a document that I used in trying to land my first admin position. Okay. And I've hung on to it and because I, and I, and I, and I look at, I read it almost every day because it's in a spot where I get up from my desk and I see it. And a lot of times I'll just, I'll just read it in the morning before the day starts to remind myself of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And interestingly enough, it, it, it doesn't kind of what you're speaking to. Truth be told, it's kind of a, a melding pot of, of everything. It's like you said, there, there are going to be days where you have a situation where you do need to take an authoritative leadership mm-hmm. style or a compassionate leadership style or, or what have you. And, and one of the themes that I talked about in this um, document is, is the human connection, is the, the connecting with people. Yep. And, and um, so l- looking back, you know, that was, you know, several years ago. 
but I still feel like it holds true with why, what, how I feel about my leadership style. Um, and so it just, it kind of was, was, um, fitting for, for what you were asking. So I got off topic though. What, no. Go back to your, I, your I, actual I, question. Honestly, I, that, that's kind of where I wanted to go with is because that servant leadership is a leadership style. Does that need to be the style that you use all the time? And basically what you're saying to you is that's, that's probably not how you lead. Do you, do you have that in your so-called repertoire? And do you, are you a servant leader? Yes, yeah. you are. I see you do that. But is that the, is that the end all be all? And it is kind of funny that now that you mention it and you talk about it and you frame it this way, it's like servant leadership. That's, that's just what we do anyway. So like, is it really a style or is it just people that are servant service driven Mm -hmm. are kind of, you know, drawn to specific careers like education, like healthcare. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nurses are probably servant leaders. Oh, absolutely. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like the question really, like, yeah, it's just an interesting point of view. Like, is it really a style or is it just, that's just who we, that's just who we are. Yeah. We're in the, we're in that industry. I mean, you can't, you can't go into a building with 1800 kids and 150 staff and, and not have the, the notion that you're going to serve people. Right. So yeah. yeah, it does beg a good question. And then as you're talking about this stuff too, you're talking about burnout, you're talking about um, you know, overdoing it and 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 service over self. We always talk about the the phrase the 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 oxygen mask, right? Mm-hmm. If you're on a plane, what are you supposed to do? Put yeah. the oxygen mask on so that you can help others. So if service over self, I don't know if this is a good correlation or not, but if service over self is a true thing and that's something you're supposed to be doing, and why don't they tell you to just hold your breath for two minutes and put on everybody else's mask first? <laughs> yeah, so there's a little bit of that, right? So it does beg the question, or not, it it, it makes you have to think, you a think a little, a little bit, bit, right? And I think that's what we need to do. We need to continually re- reflect. The thing that I don't want people to, like, oh, my gosh, you know, you don't believe in service. No, I believe that servant leadership can be a part of who you are and what you do. And, yes, service is so important. You can lead with love. You can lead with mm-hmm. compassion. You can lead with empathy. You can be that relationship-driven leader. You can lead by example. You can be a collaborative leader. You could be all that stuff. You can do that. But what I'm saying is, if you're gonna forget about yourself, yep. you're you're gonna lose you're gonna lose yourself. You're, you're gonna. That's where the burnout. That's where the people that are get fried out. And that's the piece that I wanna. Where I keep saying is we have to do, yes, there's a lot of stuff on our plates, right? So how do we, you know, I think that begs another question that we probably should have another episode conversation on what we can do there. But as that servant leader, you know, make sure that you don't, you're not, you know, you you, you are taking care of yourself. So um, that's going to take me into another question here. Well, Well, first of all, the servant leadership was coined by... Um, Robert Greenleaf, mm-hmm. uh, I think in 1970. Servant leadership is also often associated with Gandhi. Mm. If you think about that, you know, Gandhi's philosophy of leading by service to others, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you think about that, that that's really good, right? Mm-hmm. But my guess is Gandhi was also taking care of himself too. <laughs> I would imagine. I don't think Gandhi was like, ah, I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting, you know? So, and then, um, the implementation of servant leadership in educational settings has gained traction, you know, in the last, I don't know, what would you say, 10, 15? Yeah, probably. I mean, for sure, since, I mean, I can remember hearing it when yeah. I got an education, so I would say for at least 15 years. Right, and I and, and I do believe it, 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 it helps create a positive school culture, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be a leader that's just a total asshole, do you? <laughs> no. I mean, that's not going to, I mean, you want to be that, that's why I go back to, if you can, if you're leading with, if you're leading with love, you're leading with compassion, um, you're an empathetic leader, uh, but you're also out front and you're doing things too, leading by example. Yeah. You, it's okay. You, 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 that's what we do. We should be serving others. Right. Mm -hmm. But but there's that, we're going to go back to that balance piece of it. You know, if, if you're, if you're, Pedal to the metal doing that, 
and you're losing yourself, well, you're probably going to run into some health what issues. I'm, what I'm hearing you saying, and you tell me if I'm wrong, is that it's difficult, and this might be this might be the way it is in all areas of life, regardless of you know what career or you know whatever we're talking about. I'm hearing you saying that it's difficult to be anything, 100 percent of the time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're yeah. Okay, if show's over. <laughs> well, here's the other the other piece that people talk about is if if they're if you're going to be if you're going to be coined a servant leader, someone's going to say, "Oh, he's a, he or she's a servant leader." Here's my question to you, Kevin: Does servant leadership truly empower school principals, or does it inadvertently undermine their authority? Um. I think it, I think it, you know, based on the conversation that we're having right now, I think, I think it depends on the severity or the degree to which a principal is trying to live their life as a servant leader. I mean, if it's, I mean, let's just, let's just be honest. If you, (laughs) if you are, if you are doing everything throughout a day at work where you are absolutely focusing on everyone else's needs what is the only logical thing that's going to happen your needs are not being met correct that means maybe certain tasks are not getting done from a from a you know a logistical standpoint you're not meeting deadlines on certain things well if you're not doing that at work and you're still going to get the job done what's the only logical explanation of when you're going to do that at night right and if you're doing that what are you then Neglecting your family, hobbies, interests, other things. So when you think about it in those terms, the answer to that question that you just asked, I would say, yes, it could potentially undermine the effectiveness of a, of a leader if, if you're taking it to that degree. Right. I, and, you know, the other piece I, I really want to make sure that you know, listeners are understanding is that servant leadership is an important aspect or a style for a leader. Don't get me wrong. And I think what what you and I are having a conversation about and want to make sure is that that does not mean solely focusing on others. Mm-hmm. Servant leadership doesn't mean you're, you're... But if you are doing that, that's when you can get tripped up and that's when mm-hmm. things can go. But... The, the the term servant leader, if you're looking at it and you talk to people who are servant leaders, they're going to tell you that it is a leadership style. That's not everything, though. You're not mm-hmm. pouring everything into others at the expense of yourself. So I think we got to be clear on that. Yeah, too. maybe maybe it's just simply air uh, in marketing, so to speak. I mean, maybe just, the you know, we throw this term out, and there's other terms that have been thrown out in education, and and uh, maybe we just haven't analyzed deeply enough what it actually means, what it actually looks like. Um, because for me, you know, it, I, I think it is difficult to answer the question. That I, I don't really know what you would call my leadership style. I don't know if it's in a book somewhere. I don't know if it, if I if I necessarily subscribe to a a, a style that was taught in our admin classes um you know i because you you're not one thing all the time right you, 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 it's situational and i think you have to have enough tools in the toolkit to be able to you know manage all those different scenarios with different i don't even know if i want to call it styles different different um different strategies almost to mm-hmm. me, it's a, you know, but, but yeah, I think, I, th- I, I think maybe the, the term servant leader has kind of just over, kind of been overarching, um, uh, education for a long time. And it's again, and you're really making me think about this. I mean, you, can it undermine a leader? Yeah. And, and I think the answer is yes. I think it could not that it's bad to be there for other people. Because that's the job. That's what we do. That's what we naturally do. Right. That's the people that we are. But again, if you're doing that 100% of the time, that 
just simply means you're not doing other things. Or could you be taken advantage of? Hmm. Ooh, now you're getting, now you're mate, now you're getting in there. Okay, tell me more about that. Like so, you're, you're yeah. just you're just always the yes man. You're yeah, always you're, the, you're yep. You're always gonna go serve yours, you know. And then people start seeing that, like, hey, I can get I can get Kevin to do this. I can get Kevin to do this. I can get so huh, that's start an being, you start question. being you start getting taken advantage of. So can you know? So those are the things. But you went back to a, a key word that you said is situational awareness. Mm-hmm. And I think as a leader, that that could be you know, coined like a, a leadership style, right? Having that ability to have that situational yeah. awareness, always being, again, I, I would say for me, it, it's just being present within your body, understanding different things and how you can do that. So, but what do you think about that being taken advantage of? I hadn't even thought of that. Hmm. I can see that being a potential downside too. Right. Yeah. If you're If you're the one who... Oh man, he's he's. We can go to him. Doesn't matter what's going on with with his day. We can always he'll he'll drop everything. He'll drop everything and and help us out. Which is, uh, you know, I mean, that is that a good characteristic to for people to? I mean, yes, it's good if people are thinking of it in, in terms of. Wow, he's really here for us. Versus, hey, let's go ask him because I know he'll say yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> so you know, a lot of that depends on how other people perceive you. But um, you know, and then I guess, I guess there's another side of this coin too. Is let's just say you are a leader who really lives by this. Yeah, and it genuinely brings you joy. And it doesn't seem to have a negative impact on your life outside of work. Then great. That's fantastic. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. And these are the, the conversations that I think as principals and leaders we need to have yeah. to help us better understand who we are. Because if, we, if we're really true to oneself and, and living that out with yeah. purposeful and, and meaningful you know, ways we're going to go about life. Yeah. Fantastic. Service over self could potentially really work for somebody depending on their personal situation. Right. And, uh, and if it does, then, then wonderful. Right. Um, I think what you, what you just, you know, kind of got at is the, is being true to oneself is, is don't try to prescribe to a a certain leadership style. If it's negative, negatively impacting your life, right? <laughs> really, I mean that's that's kind of what we're saying, and 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 uh, you know, be aware and and reflect on things, and and be honest with yourself, and um, make make back to back to Michael, make changes if you need to, right? Look at the man, look at the man in the mirror, look at the man, yeah, and, that's that introspection, right? Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of looking in the mirror, yeah. and figuring that out. And I think that's. So true, because servant, I, again, I want these conversations, these questions, these comments that we're making really are meant to spark discussion, mm-hmm. right? And maybe a little debate, too. So those that are listening right now, they may be agreeing with some things mm-hmm. and disagreeing with some. And that's great, because that's what really what we want. We want people to have an opportunity to take a look at this and say, hey, where do I stand on this? Because mm-hmm. it's okay. Like you said, if somebody's really filled up and they're a hundred percent of a servant leader, that's their leadership style all the time. Mm-hmm. And they're, and they're just purposeful and they're loving life with that. And things are good and they they feel balanced yeah. and all that stuff. Amen. Right. Sla- you have high five. So, Absolutely. you know, um, but I would say when we're, when we're, you know, when we're approaching these, you know, I'm not even going to call this a controversial topic because it, it's just, a, it's a topic of servant leadership. It's a leadership style and, you know, I always say, be respectful, right? And mm-hmm. have that open-mindedness and willingness to understand, and you said it earlier, just different perspectives, how you can see things, right? Even just having this conversation with you, you know, it, it, it's really good to start to say, well, wait a second, how do I see myself in this situation? Or maybe if I'm in this situation, how do I see it? So... Again, bringing it back to yourself. I, I think that's important to understand. 
We want to have discussion. We want to have some of these debates. I don't think if somebody says that they're a 100% servant leader and that's what that's what's going to make them go great that doesn't mean they're doesn't mean no. that they're no that's great or if somebody says you know what i touch on that a little bit but mm-hmm. i'm more of a collaborative uh leader i'm more of a whatever great yeah. but i think the big piece is figuring out what type of uh, leadership style uh you have there's one other thing here i was um wanted to ask you about here Let's see where to go. I've got so much stuff here. Uh, okay. When you're talking about um, being a servant leader, I think let's just talk a little bit about now being that servant leader. How do you how can one as a principal build trust and collaboration within your team and your staff when you're talking about servant leadership? Hmm. What are some strategies? Well, I think, I don't know if we call it a strategy necessarily, but I think it's just a characteristic. I think, um, I think follow through I think mm-hmm. being, being in, in other words, do what you say you're going to do, mm-hmm. you know, um, the more you are able to do those things consistently and um, regularly um, give the results that people are seeking, I mean, that in and of itself is going to increase trust. Mm -hmm. And when you trust someone, you are going to reach out to them more. You're going to um, actively rely on them more. Mm-hmm. which is going to, you know, improve and, and uh, strengthen the relationship. So for me, I think that's, that's you know, when you're talking about serving others and you're talking about people having requests and, and working through uh, problems or conflicts and there's something that you need to do on the back end, man, I mean, nothing, nothing is more aggravating when you say, when someone says they're going to do something for you and then they just don't do it. They don't follow through. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, uh, I mean, that can, that can really aggravate people. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that is just such a huge part of building relationships is just, just following through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I I think that's a, a key piece to, just leadership in general. Um, so, yeah, that is that is fantastic. Hey, um, anything else on servant leadership here? Because I want to I wanna read something here that I pulled up here. And then I want to talk. There are some uh, podcasts and some books I, I, okay. I put that I, I want to share with listeners too that, you know, if those that want to... Um, maybe study or, or there's some, uh, there's some excellent books out there on servant leadership, excellent podcasts out on servant leadership. And I wanted to share a few that, that I've run across, but, um, while the term servant leadership has gained popularity, it is not merely a buzzword. Mm -hmm. Numerous studies and real world examples have demonstrated the tangible benefits of servant leadership, such as improved employee morale, higher productivity, lower turnover rates, and better overall organizational performance. So right there, when you're, when I'm reading that to you, it's like, well, wait a second. Servant leadership is equating, they've got studies out there, it's equating to improved employee morale, right? Which, mm-hmm. As a principal, sure. you want your employees to feel good. Yeah. Higher productivity, meaning you know, stuff's getting done and at a higher rate, people aren't leaving your building or your organization and that there is just better all organizational performance and culture. Sure. So to me, I want people to understand servant leadership is a, is an important leadership style, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be the end all be all. And I think the big point that I wanted to get across 
that I've had to kind of learn is that don't forget about yourself. Because mm-hmm. if you can be a great servant leader and also be taking care of yourself, I really truly believe that. I'm going to go one step further. Okay. My own personal stance is in order to be a great servant leader, I think you have to take care of yourself. Right. That's my own personal opinion. Um, that's well, what works for me. Well, yeah. And I would, uh, to Kevin, what you're saying there too is that if we're talking about this and, and really, um, I think you should, you should be modeling, mm-hmm. you know, who you are. It, it, the old adage of, you know, don't just talk the talk, walk the walk. Right. right? And the people are looking at you. So, um, but I also think too, and you you hit on this earlier too. If you, using implementing servant leadership, doing that in a genuine, meaningful way, mm-hmm. right? If you're if you're faking it or trying to you know do it because you're trying to get something out of it, right? Is that really genuine? No, no, no. So doing that, doing that with. Uh, you know, again, a purposeful way, uh, a really caring, empathetic um, lead way. So um, this is the last thing I want to say, and then can we turn it over to the books, or do you have something else? Well, I, I have one final question, oh, but, yeah, I'll, but, but, I'll, but we'll hold on do to that, that for a second. The, yeah. um, the last thing I want to say about servant leadership here, servant leadership does not undermine tough decision-making or accountability, Okay. If you're going to read the books and you're going to read yeah. all the research on it, servant leadership does not undermine tough decision-making or accountability. Instead, it promotes compassionate and empathetic decision-making processes with the understanding that accountability is essential for growth and development. Right? We're all about growth and development, right? In the, in the education field, we want, to, we want to grow, we want to develop, we want to get better. Effective servant leaders balance... Here's the key word, effective servant leaders balance empathy and understanding with clear expectations, feedback, and consequences, fostering a culture of personal responsibility and continuous improvement. I thought that was really important um, when I was reading and, and looking at this topic and when you're looking at creating a culture of personal responsibility and continuous improvement, because I think in any organization... And when we look at schools, you want to have that continuous improvement mindset mm-hmm. of wanting to do that. And so servant leadership does that. So I, I think after talking about all this, I think for me, the idea of servant leadership, it just, it really boils down to this. I'm, I want to be here for my staff. Yeah. I want to be here for my staff and give them what they need to improve. What that looks like from time to time is going to change. Yeah. It might not simply be quote unquote serving them what they are asking for. It might be serving them what they need. Those right. are two drastically different things from time to time. Right. But the notion of just I want to be of service for the people that that I am here to help improve. That I mean that's it. Yeah, and, and that's probably one of the reasons you went into this job. For sure. And so that's w- what's mm-hmm. what's what's inside you, and that's the energy that flows through you. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's fantastic, and it's <laughs> we always we're always growing, we're always evolving, Absolutely. we're always learning. So here's a here's a couple book recommendations on servant leadership for okay. principals and leaders. One is it's called The Servant Leader by James Autry. Um, check that it's a catchy out. Catchy title. Yeah, The Servant Leader. <laughs> <laughs> How about Servant Leadership in Action? There you go. That's by, edited by Ken Blanchard and Renee Broadwell. Uh, that's a, lots of good uh, snippets in there. And then The Art of Servant Leadership by uh, Tony Baron. Um, those, are, those are three uh, book recommendations. I mean, there's if you just type in oh, yeah, Servant they're Leadership, everywhere. they're all over. But some podcast recommendations, too, that... Um, that people might want to check out. It's called The Servant Leader Sessions. It's hosted by Art Bader. The Servant Leadership Podcast, hosted by Dave Schrader. And then Lead Like Jesus, hosted by Ken Blanchard. So, Hmm. again, 
Those are, you know, those are just a few that... I was going to say there's probably... Oh, God. There's hundreds, hundreds <laughs> of podcasts, hundreds of uh, leadership things. The one thing I would say too, Kevin, is if... I would love for anybody listening right now that you're that you have a perspective, you have something to say, you have a question for us, or maybe even want to challenge Kevin or I with something. Yeah, shoot us an email. Let for us sure. know. I, I really want to interact with our uh, our community and our listeners when we're talking about this. So, you what know, it would be fun me? sometime. Yeah, get somebody on the phone. Uh, we can do that, my friend. Yeah, we should think about that. Okay. That would be fun. So if you're out there and you're thinking maybe you want us to give you a call, <laughs> let us know. Let that us might know. Be a fun we'll little, give you a call. Time. Yeah. All right. So I am going to hit you with the with the last question of the show here, uh, wrap things up. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would give our listeners in taking a step in the right direction um, when it comes to leading and living with purpose in regards to servant leadership. <laughs> I know there's a ton, but what's, what's one? I know one. I'm probably going to go off of one cause you just know who I am, but I think the notion of know who you are, understand okay. who you are, Figure out what type of leadership style is going to work for you. Mm-hmm. And if that, and I, I do believe in the role of a principal and the role of a leader. We all are, we all are serving. We're doing that. Understand the role of a servant leader and be intentional with that and what you're going to do with that. Because being a servant leader I believe is extremely important because we're about other people, mm-hmm. right? And the last thing I'm going to say about this, because this is the balance piece here, is stay true to yourself. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. If you're taking care of yourself and doing what you need to do physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, you will be a better servant leader. I like it. So be true to yourself. I like it. My friend, that was episode 41, Servant Leadership. Man, that was a great conversation that today. Was. You didn't even know the topic. I'm going to say you did a good job today, by the way, not knowing the topic. I did. I mean, I, there are some... You and I talk about this stuff all the time, <laughs> but, but even with that, I gained some some new insights and some perspectives on, on some of the questions that you asked. So um, like you said, again, we're, we're hoping... We're hoping this stuff just sparks conversation with people and uh, there's no right, there's no wrong, there's no judgment. It's just, it's just everybody is trying to figure things out, moving forward, doing the best they can, trying to um, put as much good out into the world as they can. So uh, it's all good. You can't, what is it? Uh, try to try to find the good. If you can't find the good, go be the good, be right? The good. That's right. With that, my friends, Kevin, I always appreciate hanging out here at the HealthWise Yoga and Wellness Studio. Are we out? Are we done? We're out. Be well. Be well. Make it a great uh, rest of your week. Take care, everybody.